Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Michael Reed Show podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie There's been a lot of criticism of uh, how uh, the national vaccination programme is uh, being rolled out, uh, but the government is saying that it is more or less on track. We're all aware that a number of GPs have uh, contacted a lot of politicians and have uh, taken to the airwaves to express their their frustration. So it it was always a three-week programme. At week one, 255 GP clinics were involved. Uh, week two, added another 500. Uh, and this week, it's 542. There is a number. I'm told about 65 GPs uh, or, or 65 practices where, for various reasons, it hasn't been possible to buddy up. Um, they're engaged directly with the IMO and the HSC, um, and they will, be, uh, they will get their deliveries next week. Uh, of course, we would love all 1,300 uh, practices to have got exactly what they needed exactly uh, when. And, but I think, as the, the, the deputy has acknowledged, uh, this is complex. A lot of changes, if you'll remember, were required at very, very short notice when the NIAC advice changed. Remember, the plan had been to use AstraZeneca, which was a, a much more straightforward logistical operation at, at, a, at very short notice. Uh, the plan changed, the recommendation changed to uh, mRNA, which is much more complex. That's the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly. Let's uh, talk uh, to uh, Dr. Alona Duffy, who's a GP based in Monaghan and also the Medical Director of NE Doc. Uh, good morning to you, Dr. Duffy, and thanks uh, for joining us on the programme uh, this morning. What do you make of what the Minister was saying there? Well, Michael, I suppose none of us expected it to roll out seamlessly. We knew there were going to be some difficulty and teething problems, and I think every GP in the country and every patient in the country was willing to accept that. The difficulty is that there seems to have been this miscommunication all along. So I think the general public were of the view that within a week or two, all of the over 85 members of our population would be vaccinated. And even here in our surgery, we've, we've had to deal with frustrated patients and their carers and family members ringing saying, why haven't they, why haven't they got the call? What was going on? And, uh, you know, that was creating stress for us and for them. We're lucky enough, we got our vaccines and we managed to have a vaccine clinic on Tuesday, a week later than we had hoped for and and planned for. But we are aware that up to yesterday, there were 200 GP practices who hadn't received any vaccines. 
I know a, a number of them got calls to say they were going to get vaccines today and I think that number has now dropped. But even listening to what Mr. Donnelly's, or Minister Donnelly is saying mm. there, he's trying to state that this is kind of practice that couldn't buddy up. That's absolutely not true. I've talked to numerous GPs yesterday who've contacted me really distressed and upset being told that they now won't receive vaccines until the 17th or 18th of March. And that's that long away. So that's not even next week, but the following week before they're going to have their vaccines, which means it's going to cause a further delay for their patients in getting them. That creates stress. So you look at a town like Monaghan Town, where all GP practices bar two have received their vaccines. So all the patients and every other practice has had them. So what do people start thinking? They start thinking, well, is this the GP's fault? Is it the practice fault? Are they not organised? And that's the kind of messages that they're getting. So they're feeling that kind of frustration. And, and it's upsetting for them because they had planned clinics, maybe have had to rearrange clinics. And I suppose... We have to look at well, why is this happening and why has this happened and how can we improve it? Because there are now concerns that those practices who have received the first dose and are due to receive the second batch of vaccines for the over 80s still aren't clear when they're going to get them and are they going to get the right numbers. So none of this needed to have happened. Mm. We've known since last June that we we're going to have a national vaccine you know, rollout. Yet we delayed in organising our national IT system, which is one of the reasons that we're probably delayed in opening up the, the vaccine clinics. We have the vaccine clinics ready to go, as in, in every county, there's nearly a hotel or some place prepared and ready to go. We have staff trained up and ready to go, and yet there's no word on when, when they're starting. So we don't know, is it because of the shortage of vaccines, which no. absolutely I think everyone would accept because that's out of our gift, it's out of our, our control. But is it that or is it just and that there in are fairness, other demands? It is very complicated and there have been changes uh, because of uh, AstraZeneca and who gets which vaccine and so on as the Minister spoke uh, about there in that clip. Uh, but he said 65, you're saying 200 practices. How, how could the figures be so different? Well I think 200 practices by yesterday morning apparently hadn't received vaccines and then yesterday there was a flurry of calls and a flurry of deliveries between yesterday and today with vaccines arriving to a number of practices. So that may have been going to happen anyway and probably right. was. But so it just, it's, it's interesting it happened when it's highlighted. Also interesting to hear him say that you know mm. GPs are having to go to politicians and go to the media about this. Why is that happening? That's yeah, happening because we It still have, doesn't tell you yeah. though, Ilona. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's because that was Stephen Donnelly talking yesterday afternoon and he said, I mean as I understood it, there's 65 practices who don't have it now unless they arrive yesterday morning um, but he, he was saying that they the 65 practices would be getting the vaccines next week uh, I'm not sure if it does tell you unless uh, as you say 140 GP surgeries received uh, their allocation yesterday morning Well the 200 was reported by RT yesterday morning so I suppose I'm basing my figures mm, on that I'm yeah. presuming they had a valid kind of Oh no and, and, uh, yeah, I'm just saying it's hard it, to so, understand yeah. yeah, I think you know again back to communication mm. You know, surely GPs should have an easy access and somebody to go to. And get this has been the problem. We've been told to email a variety of different addresses with our concerns. Most of the emails ignored, not responded. Now we're a, a kind of helpline is being set up that you'll be able to ring and you'll have somebody who'll advise you on when you're going to get your vaccines. Will you get your needles? Mm. Will you get patient information, leaflets, etc., etc.? Because I, I think it's really important to you know, understand the workload that's involved in setting up a clinic. It does involve ringing every patient, going through the issues of the vaccine with them, arranging for them to perhaps collect mm. information or to see how can they access it online. And if you don't it's, have the vaccine, you have to ring them back and then ring well, other people exactly. and try and get them in so that you have something to do. It's a, a nightmare, I'm sure. It's a nightmare. I mean, yeah. we in our practice had to take an extra staff to just deal with that. 
And, and again, look, we're delighted to do it in the sense that we want to see these members of our community mm. vaccinated. And on Tuesday when we had people coming in who were saying, you know, I literally haven't left the house in a year. I've come yeah. here and I've maybe been to another medical appointment and that's it. I haven't seen anyone apart mm. from the people in my immediate bubble or my immediate cocoon. So it's wonderful to think that they will at last get some freedom when they have their second dose and be able to perhaps meet and mingle a little bit more while all the time being careful. And we know that we still will have to take precautions. Mm. So we want to see this happen. But I think, Michael, you know, things are moving ahead even now. Yesterday evening, just before five, we received an email telling us that we had to have our full list of all patients who wouldn't be able to travel um, to access their vaccine. So those who are home bound Mm. or bed bound. And they wanted that in by five o'clock this evening. So 24 hours notice to have a list like that. We're all expected to have rung these patients, have talked to them about it, have sought their consent for the ambulance crew to come, uh, gone through all of that, perhaps liaise with the public health nurse as well. You know, impossible kind of stuff to, to announce this with 24 hours to go. Also, the fact that, you know, the IT systems have been fantastic in, in primary care. So as we know for the testing, that we're able to arrange a test, zap off the, the referral and it's there and you're t- you get a result, or not a result, you get a call to your test within the hour. That should have been happening for these patients as well who are going to require at-home testing. But we're told that they aren't ready with the health link aspect of that. And again, you have to wonder, what has been going on? Where has the planning and all of this been? You didn't need to know which vaccine was going to be coming to know that certain people would require vaccination at home. We could see that happening in the North and in the UK and other countries, how they're managing it. So surely we would have all of these plans ready to go. The other group, of course, now that we're hearing who are going to be vaccinated are the very high-risk people between eight, between 16 and 70. Mm. And we also got a message about that. And, and again, not a huge amount of clarification as to where they're going to be done. We believe that some of that will be organised through the hospital setting. But again, we'd like to have clarification because we're getting a lot of phone calls from very anxious people who are high-risk and saying, well, when will I be vaccinated? When's it, when am I going to have that chance to be safe as well? Mm. What about women who are pregnant? Are they at high risk? Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of concern about uh, the stillbirths uh, that uh, were reported uh, in four circumstances which followed a placental infection, which they say is not unusual as a result of COVID, but that it would result in uh, this condition, uh, which I think is called COVID placentitis, uh, which resulted in uh, the stillbirths or uh, was a factor. May have, may have. Yes, may you're have right. And again, I think this is hugely concerning because all along, I mean, we've been advised that we can tell women that if they get COVID, yes, they have to inform their obstetricians when they're back there and that they'll have extra scanning. But that, that not to worry that the data from other countries was that there was no increased risk. And, and again, I suppose this is hugely frightening for anyone who's pregnant at this point in time. Um, I think having having liaised with a number of psychiatrists um, since last night and this morning on this topic, it appears that this isn't a definitive diagnosis and a definitive reason for the stillbirth and that there's ongoing, you know, kind of assessment and investigation, medical assessment of this. It's hoped that the Irish College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists are going to issue a statement on this. And, and again, for us as GPs and for our patients out there, so that they'll know how to handle this, how to manage this situation and whether there is reason for them to be really concerned. Mm. What advice have you got for women? What advice? I suppose what I'd say is the most important thing is to avoid contacting COVID. So again, to be really strict with regards to protection of yourself and, you know, wearing your mask, keeping your social distance. 
and if you have symptoms immediately contacting your GP so that we can arrange for urgent testing of you and that once that's done if you are positive that it will be a matter of contacting the obstetric team just to say this so that they will follow up on you. What is this? It is inflammation of the placenta and I, to be honest it's like my skill, it's like my skill set to say if there's a treatment for it I'm not sure there is but I think it can be monitored and it can be managed is my understanding from um, my interactions with my obstetric colleagues this morning. Okay but pregnant women aren't being vaccinated uh, is uh, that the right approach given what we are worried about they are they are being vaccinated were they not being yeah they are and i have a doctor working with me here at the moment a trainee gp and she's pregnant and was vaccinated and completed her vaccination so i think they're not being provided with the astrazeneca vaccine they are being given either pfizer or moderna so um healthcare workers and those who uh, to date have been a part of the vaccine numbers uh, have been offered the vaccine and and have been advised to get it by their obstetrician so should they be prioritized up the list well, I think probably what's going to happen is, first of all, it needs to be confirmed. Is this is this uh, an issue? Is this a real risk? And I think Ireland is a small country with regards to stats and numbers. And um, the BMJ, the British Journal of Medic, or yeah, BMJ, British Medical Journal, mm. have um, have a study on this, looking at data um, on COVID and the risks. And it didn't seem to be a feature. So I suppose when you look at the bigger numbers, are we seeing this as an issue? And it appears not to be a major issue. But again, four cases are four cases too many if it is. And I think we need clarification and we need to know for sure. And if it is, we need to know how to manage these women and their babies. And do they need extra scanning? Do they need extra antenatal appointments? And as you said, should they be prioritised? Should they be moved up the groups for Mm. vaccination? Okay, we'll leave it there for the moment. Thank you, as always, though, for joining us uh, this morning. That's uh, Dr. Alona Duffy, who's a GP based in Monaghan and the medical director of NE Doc. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.